Is the coronavirus curve flattening in Montgomery County? This is Historians Podcast Extra Edition number 18. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our guest is Montgomery County Executive Matt Ossenfort. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Hey, my pleasure, Bob. Last time you were on with us a couple weeks ago, you were alarmed at a spike in COVID-19 cases in Montgomery County. Has that increase tapered off? It certainly has, and I I couldn't be happier to see that. Um, And actually, in this past week, uh, we had a total of six new cases. So um, that's, you know, back to that average of one, one and a half a day is what we've seen it at for the most part. Um, So that was encouraging news and, um, you know, certainly uh, gave us a little bit of, uh, uh, took the pressure off, so to speak. But, um, you know, uh, we still have to obviously remain vigilant as we go forward, but um, it's certainly good news. Are any hospitalized? Um, At this point, I do not believe so. Um, you know, the new cases, we had a, a, a couple that were uh, healthcare workers. Uh, but um, yeah, nothing at this point uh, that's incredibly serious. Uh, we, we appear to be in a good place. Um, and, uh, you know, as we go forward, I think the goal is to stay in this good place because we have, you know, uh, possibly school starting, uh, you know, the fall coming with flu season and things of that nature. So, you know, looking forward, if we could stay where we are and stay in phase four in the Mohawk Valley and get through the end of the summer into fall, uh, certainly would be um, a good path forward. Now, in Albany County, which is a lot different from uh, Montgomery County, uh, they've had problems with mass gatherings or large gatherings of people. Are there any reports of that in uh, Montgomery County? You're seeing some of that. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we focus on those, you know, situations that, you know, uh, we have to bring attention to. You know, we, we've, we have had, uh, you know, some big, uh, you know, family gatherings, some weddings. Um, you know, we've been, you know, working with the uh, local race, uh, racetracks. And, um, you know, I have a meeting tomorrow with another gentleman who, you know, who's trying to figure out if they can have an event. And really what we're trying to do is, you know, just just urge people that, you know, it's risk versus reward. And there's a way to, you know, try to salvage some fun, try to, you know, uh, get together with people you care about, um, but without doing it in a way where you have a ton of people in one place, especially indoors. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen a ton of that. And I think um, that that helps, uh, you know, certainly with our numbers. I mean, when you see Albany County, I think one party uh, that that was held had was responsible for over 30 cases, if I have the mm. numbers correctly. And, you know, that stuff can happen here quickly. But thankfully, uh, right now, the, the testing is coming back, uh, you know, uh, with with uh, very few positives and a very low percentage rate. And, you know, we're in a good place right now. But, um, you know, if, if, if people get too comfortable and start having those large gatherings, we can end up uh, getting in trouble uh, very quickly, just like what you're seeing in the rest of the country. And, you know, we're ultimately we're in a good place right now and we want to stay there. How available are the are the tests? Can people get a test if they need one? Yeah. So, the, you know, yeah, there's a variety of ways to get a test. You know, um, some people are going right through their uh, primary care. Um, you know, people are going uh, directly to the hospital. Tests are being administered at nursing homes and assisted living facilities. And as, and, and always people can call uh, the county health department and, you know, they'll have a conversation and try to determine 
the need for a test and what the risk of exposure was. And, you know, uh, those conversations have been happening. I would like to see more testing in the western part of the county. We're working with the state on that to try to get, uh, you know, some drive-through testing a, a couple days a week at least. Um, so those that are in, say, Fort Plain, you know, it's quite a drive to get to St. Mary's. And actually some people are going out of county to the west. So um, it's certainly accessible, but not as accessible as I would like. And, um, you know, the, the test turnaround hasn't been terrible. Uh, we've been getting them back in usually two to six days, um, depending. And, uh, you know, so, so far, so good. We're in a good place, but I do think we can do better. Now, you mentioned the Speedway. What is happening there now, the Fonda Speedway? Are they going to have, ra- or have more racing or what's happening? Yeah, I believe they're going to. And really, you know, as this, you know, we've gone along, there's been a lot of guidance and, you know, people have looked at the guidance and, you know, tried to be thoughtful and, and, and still have their events. And what the uh, Fonda racetrack did was they had, they used the, uh, the drive-in uh, type of model for in the infield and then, you know, used 50% capacity in the grandstands. And for a while that seemed to be working. Um, but then we really started, uh, you know, getting, uh, concerned and, and had a lot of pressure from the state to, you know, eliminate spectators entire, entirely. Um, so we, you know, had some conversations with the folks at, uh, the Fonda Speedway as well as Glen Ridge and, you know, basically, uh, you know, explained to them where we were and what needed to happen. And, um, you know, so those two tracks are going to continue to operate, but without spectators. So the people that are on the teams and, uh, you know, really put a lot of work into it and really enjoy doing this as a, as a sport and as a hobby can continue to do it. Uh, but we just can't have the, the big crowds in the, uh, in the stands. And, 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 and that's not, you know, certainly a lot of pressure from the state there on that. And, um, you know, that's how it's going to be moving forward, um, until something changes, but I don't see a whole lot changing anytime soon. We're talking with Matt Ossenfort, County Executive of Montgomery County. You're bringing some of the employees of the county back to work. Is that so? Yeah, actually, we um, had, uh, I think, about 40 employees approximately uh, that had a a temporary furlough where, you know, they still received their health care benefits, but, um, you know, were on unemployment for a certain time. Um, you know, uh, two things went into that number. Well, actually a few things, but number one, um, you know, with, with limited access to the building because of COVID, uh, a lot of these folks might not have been at work anyway. Obviously the, the budget, uh, issues, um, trying to save money where we can, which actually we've gotten some good news about that. Um, and ultimately, um, you know, just trying to, you know, do what's best for the organization. Um, you know, now with the, uh, you know, the, the period of the extra $600 ending, um, you know, and we were planning on July 31st to bring pretty much everybody back. There'll be a few employees that, that might be a little bit longer, but for the most part, we're going to be back to full staff. But at the same time, we're still appointment only for a lot of uh, our county departments. Um, and so the folks that are looking to do business with the county, I suggest you give a call, shoot an email before you come on by um, so we can help take care of whatever your need is. And did you just say that there was some good news on the revenue side? What was that? Yes. Yes, Bob. Actually, there's some really good news. Um, so obviously sales tax is something that um, is a, is one of the big uh, revenue uh, sources for our county budget. And, um, you know, we had a really good first quarter. Uh, we were actually up 13 percent, which which was uh, turned into about approximately nine, a little over nine hundred thousand dollars over where we were last year. And then we took some big hits in the second quarter, uh, especially in the 
first couple months of the second quarter. But then uh, we started to get some more positive uh, news related to sales tax. And actually, I think we only ended up being down about 8% um, uh, for the second quarter, which was about a 600 and change thousand uh, loss over last year in the second quarter. But when you look at that net effect of where we are halfway through the year, uh, we're actually uh, net uh, up a couple hundred thousand dollars um, as to where we were for sales tax last year. And plus, we budget very conservatively for that. So, you know, if you would have told me two months ago um, that halfway through the year, we would actually still have a slight uptick positive over the previous year when it comes to sales tax, I would have told you no way, no chance. Uh, but we did have a strong rebound, and um, I really felt the county was positioned well to handle this pandemic. Uh, you know, it, we're not a Schenectady or a Saratoga where you have SPAC or the casino that are now not open. Um, you know, we're not as dependent on tourism as those other counties. So it, that was actually some really good news. Um, and certainly there's going to be state aid cuts and other issues out there, and we're not out of the woods yet. Um, but that was a, in a year where we haven't had a lot of positive news. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that was certainly welcomed. So uh, you appreciate the idea that you don't have the dependence, let's say, even in Schenectady on a on the casino, which is yet to reopen. So they're not getting any of that uh, revenue. But why do you think the news was so good? Is there any thinking on that? Well, I think we were planning for a 20 to 30 percent loss in sales tax for this year. Um, so when you look at, you know, the second quarter, which, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, uh, March, April, and May, those are really the, the heaviest hit times for COVID. We were in lockdowns, you know, then we started the phased reopening, um, you know, and, and some of those first payments that we've received on that, uh, for that sales tax were, were, were very, you know, we're down big 20, 30%. And, and so we were bracing for impact for something much worse than what it turned out to be. So, you know, obviously, again, not out of the woods yet, but I do like to uh, acknowledge the positives when we have them, uh, you know, as we move forward is, yeah, there's a lot of concerns out there. But, you know, certainly I think we were all expecting halfway through the year with sales tax, we would have, we're in better shape than we thought we would have been. I heard you uh, talking with Jason Subic on WCSS about the, the state or getting help from the state. And I believe your comment was the state is broke. You don't really expect yes. to get money from the state. Yeah. And, and actually I had a call with a uh, uh, one-on-one with Congressman Delgado yesterday and uh, had a great conversation. And really, you know, if, if state and local aid is not included in the federal stimulus bill, um, I think we're going to be in a very, very tough situation in New York. Uh, like I said, yes, the state is broke. Um, they're eyeing cuts all over the place. Um, and, you know, if, if that aid comes in from the federal government, um, I think, you know, we'll be able to get through it. Um, certainly the House bill um, has uh, some significant funding for uh, state and local uh, governments. And, you know, that could, you know, it just be insult to injury if, you know, uh, we had cuts uh, so drastic that we had to cut services uh, and also raise taxes. And, and that'd be an insult to injury at this point, uh, because these programs are, are very important, um, especially, you know, we've already had some looking like we're having some cuts to our mental health programs. Um, and at, at a time when domestic violence cases are doubled, suicide rates are up, um, you know, we can't afford either the, the, you know, the cuts to these really critical services or, you know, raising taxes on people at this time uh, significantly over the tax caps. So that's why that aid uh, coming down from Washington to the state and then ultimately trickling down to uh, the counties is so important because the state is truly broke. And, 
you know, it's going to be a really tough year if that's not included in the stimulus package. In terms of some of the county employees back to work, I believe they are county employees, but they really assist with the Department of Motor Vehicles, a state function. Uh, apparently, uh, some of those employees in your have been subjected to uh, vulgar language from uh, customers? Yeah, we've had some disturbing calls. Again, you know, most people um, are very patient, kind, and and, and uh, we, we appreciate that. But there's been people that, uh, you know, have been, have been very rude, vulgar. Um, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I said, you know, we're not going to, uh, I, I tell people we're not going to tolerate that, you know. Um, you know, especially for the staff, you know, the elected officials, we expect it, you know, it's, it's part of, you know, the part of the gig, so to speak, but you know, these staff members that are taking the messages and trying to do the work with folks, we ask for their patience. Um, they've been working very hard. They're only allowed to be appointment only, which limits the amount of people we can have in there as well as, um, you know, there's a tremendous backlog from being, uh, closed down. So, you know, it's, 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 it's it, like a lot of things right now. It's, it's a difficult situation and we got to pull together and be kind to one another to get through it. But I also want to let people know that if you call, you know, their appointments are booked out right now to the beginning of September. And you, that might be a frustrating experience and the initial reaction is to get angry. But a lot of the transactions still can be done by dropping them off in the box at the office. You can put them in the mail, and, and a lot of the transactions can be done online. So I want to make sure people are aware of that. There's other options than just setting up an appointment and, uh, you know, really want to just, you know, ask for patience when dealing with the, the DMVs. Um, you know, they're working as hard as they can and uh, trying to do a good job. They're doing a great job. Brittany Colby, the county clerk, has really been working as, as much as they can to get on top of things within the, you know, the boundaries and the, the issues that they're facing. And uh, so I, it was a little bit of a plea for patience, but also – letting people know there's other options available to them than just the in-person appointment. There's been a, a million-dollar settlement, as I understand it, in a case brought by inmates at the county jail who said they were not being fed enough food uh, back when uh, Michael Amato was the sheriff. Um, first off, is this a, a financial drain on the uh, county at this particular time? So, um, you know, we right now, it, it's we have an agreement um, and we're still waiting for the judge to sign off. So I can't uh, go, you know, as, uh, certainly uh, once that's done, I'll be able to speak a, a, a little bit more in detail. But, um, you know, this actually was one of the I think the first lawsuit I uh, was I had when I first started as executive in 2014. And it's been ongoing uh, ever since then. And I, you know, I you're right. It does go back to the Sheriff Amato days. Um, but but I will say that, you know, I, I, I couldn't be happier uh, that we have an agreement that everyone uh, is on board with and ultimately gets this issue behind us. Um, but relative to your question about um, the financial component, um, you know, should this settlement be approved by the judge, um, the, the insurance is going to cover a great majority of the cost and, um, you know, the, the actual out-of-pocket uh, impact to the county. Um, is going to be um, uh, less than 10% of what the million-dollar total settlement is. So, um, you know, it's obviously, uh, you know, every every $1,000 is significant at this point uh, in this kind of year, but um, I feel it's a resolution that, um, you know, works for the county on a host of levels, both financially but also allows us to uh, put this behind us because it's been ongoing for many, many years. Can you say whether the jail policies have changed and more food given to or provided the inmates? Well, you know, what I'll say is each year, you know, everything that's served is, um, you know, uh, 
approved through the state. So this isn't like, you know, um, uh, there was a, uh, you know, uh, a drastic change there. But, you know, things like, uh, you know, the availability of commissary and, and some other things, I think certainly, uh, you know, there, there's been a lot of improvements, uh, you know, at the public safety facility. And, you know, that's something, you know, we're certainly trying to assist Jeff Smith in trying to, uh, the current sheriff, to to make improvements up there. That's what we all try to do. And I do think there's been a lot of positive uh, positives up there, uh, certainly since the uh, sheriff has uh, taken office. Now, is Montgomery County facing a drought? I mean, this wouldn't just be Montgomery County, but that area. Is that becoming a, more of an issue for public officials? It, it, it hasn't been a huge issue um, for me as of yet. I haven't had a number of uh, calls or anything about that. So, um, you know, that that certainly would be um, you know, I know it's been a dry year, but, um, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, had anything stick out so far where it's been brought to my attention, uh, you know, at a, at a really high level. Is there anything uh, you'd like to uh, bring up before we uh, say goodbye? No, I just, you know, I'd really like to thank, um, you know, the community for uh, buying into what we're trying to do, which is, you know, balance the fact that, you know, we all have lives to live and, you know, trying to, you know, spend time with folks and, and still try to have some normalcy, but at the same time be cognizant of, you know, the social distancing, the mask wearing and things of that nature. We've really seen a lot of people pull together. And when I'm out and about around town, I see a lot of positives out there. Yeah, there's a party here or somebody is, uh, you know, uh, not doing the right thing over there. But um, for the most part, I think people have been pulling together. And that's a big part of why we're at where we're at right now. And I just want to say thank you. And, uh, you know, we'll keep, you know, I, I have a lot of hope as we move forward. You know, you're seeing therapeutics. Uh, you're seeing, uh, you know, possibility of a vaccine coming. And, uh, you know, I, hopefully the worst is behind us and we can keep our head down, stay in phase four and, uh, you know, have some uh, positives and continue to have some momentum through the rest of the year. But, you know, it's 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 not without the, the community doing its part. And they certainly have. And I appreciate that. Well, County Executive Matt Ossenford, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bob.